Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. <laughs> but really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm gonna learn Spanish, I'm gonna do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I don't know if you saw the headlines over the oh. past few days, like this people one, Jana Kramer says she was ghosted by Chris Evans after he spelled her asparagus pee on a date. Oh, I was screaming at that <laughs> one. <laughs> because Jana Kramer has a podcast called Wine Down with Jana Kramer, and she told a story about, she's a singer, right? She's a singer. That's what she is? Actress yeah. slash singer. But she was like cheated on her husband a lot. Remember that? They had a podcast together and then they finally broke up after so many headlines the about... The husband cheated on her. She was cheated on by her husband. Cheated on by, by her, her husband. By her shitty yeah. husband. Yeah. And then we're like, it was like, when are these two going to break up? This is so miserable. Every headline is about how like he cheats on her, but like she's okay with it. It was just... And then finally they did break up. Oh my God. It was... That was torture. She is one of the podcast girlies who just like anything she says on a podcast gets aggregated if it's like remotely interesting. Well, especially if you say Brad Pitt. Chris Evans. Chris she said, Evans. <laughs> she said that she went on a couple of dates with Chris Evans. They were talking about him being on the cover of people of Secret Sex sure, sure, sure. And she said, oh, you know, I went on a couple of dates with him. I'll play the audio. Well, the, like the, our last interaction okay, ever. Okay. okay. Yeah. And to this day, I'm actually still kind of mortified. Okay, so he called me over, and he had some of his Boston friends over. So I went to his place in Studio City, and we were all hanging out. It was a fun time. Like you know, I can chill with the the yeah yeah the like the the friends and stuff the boy the boys. It was a fun time, but I was getting a little sleepy, and so I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to bed," or whatever. And so <laughs> I'm dying. I cannot wait. I had 
asparagus. Oh, no. Oh, I've no. heard the story. Yep. Keep going. Damn it. <laughs> For dinner that There's night? There's nothing you can do. There's just not one thing. Well, so I went to the bathroom and he immediately went after me. And like this. Did he have asparagus too? No, it was oh, just me. Broccoli no. kind of guy. <laughs> Shit. And so that's the last interaction that I remember is him going into the bathroom after I just went to the bathroom with asparagus pee <laughs> and never hearing from him again from the morning. Like I, I don't, we never, we didn't hook up that night. Uh, he stayed up late with his friends. And then in the morning I was just like, I, I mean, I did like the asparagus walk of shame out of his house. <laughs> she was like sort of tongue in cheek being like my asparagus pee is why this happened. Uh-huh. And everyone was writing like, Chris Evans ghosted Jana Kramer after he spelled her, her asparagus pee everywhere. That's great. Everywhere. Like, That's what you get for having a podcast. That's your cross to bear. Yeah, 100%. This was the cover of The Economist. So uh-huh. like I'm telling you, everyone <laughs> covered this. Jana Kramer finally took to her Instagram stories. Did you see this yesterday? The asparagus lobbyist got in touch with her and they were like, stop misrepresenting asparagus pee. Exactly. She said, I can't with these press pickups. We all have an embarrassing story. And no, he didn't ghost me because of that crying laughing emoji. First of all, he didn't ghost me. We just stopped talking. And it wasn't because of that. Like, I was just saying it was an embarrassing moment. Can we all laugh at ourselves? It's so silly. I can't with her. She got double the press. This is what you do. You wait a couple days, then you deny it. Yeah. No, she's a genius. But there's nothing (laughs) more humorless than telling a joke or telling a funny story on a podcast and then having to follow up when the media gets you down. It's like, shut up. Like, this is your entire career. I can barely like I can barely figure out what you do otherwise. You know what I mean? I'm pretty we've talked about her a million times and I was only 70 percent certain she was a singer. Is she a singer? She started as an actor. Okay. Oh, because she was on One Tree Hill. Wasn't she on One Tree Hill? Yeah. Yeah, she was on One Tree Hill. That was her big main thing first now her main thing is telling stories about other celebrities p oh her p sorry i forget which are good stories to her credit that's a good story that's funny if you're the per she's getting her goal if the story is picked up like that exactly but then to be like the media gets it wrong it's like <laughs> shut up like shut up that's the dream for a podcast. You want every website to be writing about one little thing you said offhand like i'm sure I she mean, forgot she said it well, that's how we that's treat how this podcast. That's how podcasting works. You said it. <laughs> anyway, we can move on. You were listening to Who's There with the call-in show where we take your questions. That was the breaking news? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're listening to Who's There with the call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's, let's start with comments. I had asparagus. Oh, no. Hey, um... I'm, I'm guessing you've gotten a lot of calls about this, but um, I don't know, just in case. Guys have been fooled by Photoshop. Chris Olsen is not from Nantucket. That's the joke. Um, he was born in L.A. And um, he, I, I'm pretty sure, is Megan Trainer's social media manager. They've talked about it on TikTok before. Um, yeah, so... They did not grow up together, and he is being paid by Megan Trainer. Okay, good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. There's no excuse for this. We got got. I'm annoyed by this because someone's like, the photo of them as kids together is clearly photoshopped, and it's like, yeah, I know it was photoshopped. I'm just saying what I still don't understand is why the joke is that they grew up together. And I'm like, that's a strange joke. Why would you say, oh, here's a photo of us as kids. 
Nantucket, Nantucket babies. And then another one where they're in high school together that says high school sweethearts, Megan Trainor, Nantucket. No, but I don't understand what the joke is. Do you want me to explain to you the joke? Yeah, please. I really don't get it. But you're not going to think it's funny if I explain it to you, but I'm going to explain it to you. So I'm not trying to make you laugh, but this is the joke. People are saying, how do you two know each other? How do you two know each other? And then so they said, wouldn't it be funny if we pretended like we grew up together? That's the joke. That's a bad joke. I think it's kind of funny. We were fooled. I don't know. I don't think it's that. I don't. I don't. Whatever. I'm. I'm admitting my L's. I feel like you're not. You're not willing to admit your L. I'm admitting that I was wrong. I just like don't understand why this is. I don't understand why this is supposed to be obvious to me that this is a joke. I'm just. You know. You gotta take a step back and see it as a world of content at your fingers. <laughs> it's a joke that a lot of people thought was very funny, and it's a little bit that they have with their community. I'm not part of the community, so I'm stepping aside. I'm stepping aside. The community can have this joke. Mm. Not everything's for me. All right, then relax. <laughs> I'm relaxed. Okay, next call. Lindsay to me. Um, Gaston eats all the eggs. That's that's why Marguerite needs sexes, because Gaston eats like 400 eggs a week. Um, it would take like 200 plus chickens just to to feed Gaston. There's an unprecedented bubble in the egg market. That's the, sorry, don't play this or do, I don't care, but you should know Gaston is messing up the egg economy. Crunch, crunch. Hi, BLT. I am on vacation in Mexico with my husband, but we had to stop the pod because his theory about the six, six eggs lady is that maybe Gaston has eaten all the eggs in the little town because in the song, doesn't he say he ate like five dozen eggs a day or something wild like that? Anyways, that's our theory on why the lady can't even seem to find six eggs. And that's it. DD uh, Mega Doo Doo. Bye. We mentioned Gaston's egg diet in the original version, but we didn't suspect that it was the reason why there was an egg shortage. Right. You know? I didn't right. put them together as as well as this caller did. I didn't either, but that's genius, honestly. I mean, the 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 plot's right there. And we we kind of said it without knowing it, but yes, obviously a man as muscled as Gaston would need to eat a lot of protein and in a small town like we we really the sources of protein you can't just get your hands on it like so easily you're not allowed there's not not muscle milk yeah you know you can't just walk into a bodega and get yourself a protein shake a muscle milk exactly you can't get a soylent oh winston oh Oh, no he jumped up on the printer and then the printer collapsed and then he fell oh my god (laughs) the like toner area opened up and then he just like fell okay that's a great addition to the backstory for this uh, Disney Plus series. Thank you. <laughs> the cat. You'll get a special. You'll get a special thing. No, you'll get a special thanks in the credits. Oh, don't make promises <laughs> like that. <laughs> Next call. We have so much money. We have to, we already have to give to Disney. We can't just give money to random callers. <laughs> Hi, Who Weekly. Um, entire time, first time. Uh, I'm calling about Kate Micucci because I found myself on her IMDb page within the last week or so, but I am not watching the Guillermo del Toro show or Scooby-Doo, um, but I was watching Nick Kroll's stand-up special on Netflix, I think, um, and he tells this extended story 
about an ex-girlfriend, Kate, who I, I somehow he like implies that she's a fellow comedian. Um, and there's this whole story about them going to a wedding together and he's thinking about marriage and it's really serious. And then she breaks up with him. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's like a big, uh, like extended set piece in the comedy show, um, which I assume I think is newish and seems to be doing fairly well, given that it was like served up to me on Netflix. Um, and I Googled, of course, like Kate, Nick Kroll, girlfriend, and it seems like it's her. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe people are Googling her for many different reasons right now, and that adds up to the, the number one IMDb pro slot. Um, that's it. Kate Micucci. Crunch, crunch. Bye. There's more to Micucci than meets the eye. I know. Ew. Another source of... Why is that ew? Oh. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said it. I thought there's more you... to Makuchi than meets the eye. That's yeah, good. I okay, bet. that's funny. <laughs> I bet. So Nick Kroll has a new comedy series, a comedy show. I didn't know that he had a new stand-up uh, hour or whatever. Me either. But it's on me Netflix, either. and I guess he's pretty popular. She is alluded to. It's called Little Big Boy. It's a. <laughs> I think it's about like I'm a dad now. Like I'm. Things mm-hmm. are different, and I find different jokes funny and stuff not funny mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. so she's alluded to as an ex-girlfriend, and people might be Kate comedian Kate comedian and then finding out that like the timing kind of works up works mm-hmm. out works out seems like it does it seems like it does and here's a photo of Kate Micucci and Nick Kroll in a car together from 474 weeks ago on October Instagram 12, October 12 2013. 2013 yeah yeah makes sense okay I mean just because they're in a photo together doesn't mean they dated but you know no comedian main Kate I don't know okay Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Long time, long time here calling as your West Hollywood field reporter with the important election coverage that Ben Savage did not succeed in securing a seat on our city council. Um, Ben came in ninth out of 12 candidates for three open seats. I'm hoping this means he'll have time to fast track like Love Hanukkah 2 for Hallmark, but I guess we'll see. Crunch, crunch, Lindsay Podcaster, Haya Lorenic Acid. I was going to joke that he should go. He, I hope he has, still has time to go to his former co-stars of Boy Meets World and get onto that rewatch podcast because it seems <laughs> like he's going to have more free time than he expected. You know? They're not going to renegotiate that split. He didn't even come close to getting a seat. He came in ninth out of 12 for three seats. You know what the culture needs that the culture has not had yet? What? Rival rewatch podcasts. Right. So it's like, like the office oh. girlies have their rewatch podcast, but what if two other office stars started from the beginning doing their own thing and just pretended like the other one doesn't exist? Well, that did kind of happen because Brian Baumgarter, Brian Baumgarter from the office the had cameo his... one, The cameo one? Yeah, the cameo guy. But, but was we... it a rewatch? Yeah, he had a podcast where he watched The Office and then they started their one where they watched The Office. But his was The Office Deep Dive and it was less of a rewatch podcast than just like, they weren't episode by episode is the thing. He did his own thing, but they weren't episode by episode. Okay. I mean, I would argue that that counts. If you're revisiting the show like separately and you're all kind of like the same kind of fame level of the show. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's fascinating. It's fascinating to me that Spencer Pratt is like, I can't believe I wasn't invited on the like 
Kristen Steven rewatch podcast. Right. He's like, I've been doing this on my own platforms forever. I mean, he wasn't doing a podcast. Well, I, I don't know if he has a podcast, but like he was doing it on TikTok for free. And then he was like, they're getting paid to do it. There's no way I'm doing this for free. It's like mm -hmm. the rivalry continues. They still don't like him, no matter how good TV he was. Like he made that show, you know? Well, remember, Spencer and Heidi did have a podcast, but it was just about them. It was, it was called just about their lives. Spidey. It was like the Spidey yeah, yeah, show yeah. or the something. The Spidey show. The Spidey, the Spidey podcast. The Spidey okay. podcast. But they stopped doing it. But you're right. There should be more kind of like uh, rival. Rivalries. Rival rewatches. I wonder if there are people like Ben Savage or like the brother Will Friedel. Will Friedel. The Will Friedel. Friedel. Who's like, well, why am I not part of this? And it's like, well, I can't start my own now because they already started one. And it's like, no, just start it anyway and see what happens. You know, we can't have rewatch monopolies. Antitrust laws were made to to break these things up. Did you see they just started a Friday Night Lights rewatch with um, Riggins and um, Mae Whitman? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not Riggins. It's, oh, my God. I'm <laughs> like, sorry. is it Riggins? No, it's Scott. It's what's it called? I don't know. Oh, here we go. It's Zach the, Guilford. Yeah, it's Scott him. Porter and Mae Whitman. Yes, not Riggins. Everyone but Riggins. But it's like, okay, so do that and then watch Connie Britton and uh, what's his name? No, Chan I won't be. Ch Chandler. Ch Ch Kyle, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Watch. Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler start their own just for fun, just to fuck with them. I mean, the money, it, it the, it's now's the time. Like, the money is there now for this. If you don't do it now, the window will close. Mm -hmm. Because none of them are going to do this for, like, a private Patreon or type, like, type audience. They want to do it with the network. They want to be taken care of. So it's, the time is now. That's what I'm mm -hmm. saying. It's like, it's now or never. I, when Office Lady started, I was like, I don't think this is going to be popular. And then, like, mm -hmm. I could have not have and been then more it's wrong. the most popular show. I could not have been more wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. Also, one of the contestants on WeHo's city council election, WeHo's... Contestants? One of the contestants? Okay. America's next top city council seat. One of the girlies who's no longer in the running towards becoming WeHo's next top city council member His is named Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah. And I was like, is that... Could it no. be? But it's not. It's just Steve a guy. Steve Martin isn't running for WeHo City Council. Then again, I would have said that about Ben Savage, but I would be wrong. Hi, BLT. Um, can we please just rank from who to them all the best new artist noms at the Grammys? Because I feel like I've heard of maybe two or three of these people. Like, who who is wet like? Like, can we please just – these are all who's, but can we please just talk about this? All right. Crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. I was going to ask you from the best new artist category how many of these you've heard of. I would say the more you haven't heard of, the more of a success this list is. Like to me in my mind. That's if a good there point. are artists on here, if there are more artists on this list that I have not yet heard of than I've heard of, as somebody who is not like as immersed in music as I once was, then to me, that means it's a win. The Grammy should know more than me about music. They should be nominating people that I I'm finding out about for the first time maybe maybe you know especially if I don't feel like I'm you know a music critic or whatever yeah and I would and for this list I haven't heard of a lot of them <laughs> there are more that I haven't heard of than I've heard of and the yeah, ones the I majority have heard are, of I've never heard of you are like newer people to me as well you know mm -hmm. I would say the one I would say the most famous person on this list that 
is being called in best new artist would I would I would, I would argue counts but is Anita who is extremely popular but more outside the United States which mm-hmm. makes sense that they'd put her on best new artist Also, Lotto. Lotto as well. I feel like Lotto is, has been on the come up or whatever for multiple years. I mean, her name changed also, but like... Yeah, but Big Energy was a huge hit already. It's like, how many of these people have big hits? I'm the one you bitch you hate, but they can't get past. Pretty face, no waste, and a big old ass, huh? Bad bitch, I could be a fantasy. I could tell you got big, deep energy. I'm so proud of Monaskin, who won Eurovision only a few years ago, to now be on the best new artist list. Like, that's very very cool right I mean that yeah. is kind of weirdly unheard of that's three for me Anita Lato Monaskin and Omar Apollo that's it I didn't uh, know anyone you know else wet leg I've told you about wet leg do I know wet leg yeah I love wet leg Wet Leg is one of Ollie's favorite bands. Did you know that? Ollie the Child. Ollie has great taste. Ollie's fave is Lady Gaga, so yeah, you know well, what? So t- and Ollie loves Wet Leg. So Wet Leg, great band, bunch of girlies. I think Harry Styles covered them in some like one of those radio things where they cover each other, and that gave them like a little bit of a boost, but they're really fun, and they're kind of like, you can't deny that they're great. <laughs> else is on this list everyone else actually a friend of mine went to a concert the other night and I asked who he was seeing and it was Domi and JD Beck and I was like who the fuck are those people (laughs) so I technically have heard of them but I didn't know who they are because I didn't let him answer the question (laughs) because I wasn't serious (laughs) you never ran out of patience so I turned around man end up to face it even though I change it's the same location when you come home I'll be waiting come back So we have Anita, Domi and JD Beck, Lotto, Monaskin, Molly Tuttle. Take the journey, no matter where it starts or where it ends. Take the journey, someday you'll make it back home again. Mooney Long. I could do this for hours and hours and hours. I could do this for hours and hours. Omar Apollo. You know you really made me hate myself. Had to stop before I break myself. Should've broke it off to take myself. You didn't deserve it. At all. Samara Joy. At first I thought that you could break this jinx for me. That love would turn the trick to end despair. But now I 
I just can't fool this head that thinks for me. Mortgaged all my castles in the air. Toby Nawigwe. And wet leg. Yeah. That's one, two, three, four, five. That's it. I only knew five. I didn't know the majority. I knew half. That's pretty cool, I think, I would say. The Grammys made some weird decisions this year, but I think Best New Artist seems to be exciting. No, I think their Best New Artist list is banging. I love it. Molly Tuttle is a bluegrass artist. Mooney Long is R&B. She wrote um, California King Bed, one of my favorite Rihanna songs. Like, truly. Mm. Omar Apollo is a queer Mexican alt-pop slash R&B artist that Timmy loves, so that's great. Yeah, like, he's big on TikTok, but he's also just like... Incredible. Samara Joy is a classic jazz singer. It's like you're getting like across all genres too, which is nice. Like there's a reason why I've never heard of Samara Joy. Why? Because I don't listen yeah. to classic jazz. Like that's just <laughs> yeah. the nature of like my listening yeah. habits. The, right? the, I realize the reason I know who Omar Apollo is is number one, because I've heard his music on TikTok. But number two, there were rumors that he was dating Frank Ocean. Oh, I did. Re- yes, Remember wait, that? I knew that. That was all over the place. Okay, and it was like, so who, did, is, who is I Omar Apollo who could him. be dating Frank He's Ocean? so cute, actually. Yeah. He's cute. They talked about it on some podcast I listened to. They talked about it on Like a Virgin. That's why. They were like, uh-huh. here's why we believe this. Two hot guys can't take a picture in the same location and not be dating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I just remember it being like, they took a photo from the same location at the same time. It's like, okay, so do a lot of people. Like, if it's the Eiffel Tower, you betcha. But if <laughs> they're whatever. both hot, if they're both hot, but if they're both they're hot, dating. they're fucking. That's okay, the rules. I'm sorry. That's the rules. Um, I told you about Wet Leg. I like them. Oh, Toby, American actor, rapper, and singer. Incredible. He's from Houston, so... You know what I like about this year's Grammys, side note, is that they have a new category that is best songwriter for the first time ever, which I love because I feel like, first of all, that's been a long time missing. And just as we've become obsessed with producers over the past few years Mm -hmm. because of the rise of the personality-based producer, you know, your your um yeah. your Jack Antonoff your you everyone being like we love Max Martin although he's technically also a songwriter and so is Jack Antonoff but in terms of like we don't have that personality thing for songwriters yet yeah it's been it's been subtle in the grammys where it's like oh record of the year is for the song for the artist song of the year is for the writing and it's like okay i get that and that's fair but it will still be perceived as being won by the artist. You know, like, I think the general public doesn't quite understand the distinction there. So it's nice yeah. that they are making it explicit in that category. But it's so cool to see, like, you know, the dream, right? Like, somebody who has a body of work that is immense. And Tobias Gesso Jr., who also has written, like, half the songs that you that you love. Like, it's really yeah. cool. And, and three of these other names that I literally probably know all the songs they've written but haven't heard of them at all. Okay, let's move on. Good category. Jojo Siwa calls Candace Cameron Bure a ho-ho homophobe over new holiday movie venture. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> what? Wait. Bo Jojo says no, no to no homo. I thought that was good. I thought that it was really good. Jojo says no, no to... No homo. No. Yeah. I think that's great. I think no notes for this caller. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. <laughs> Because what happened was Candace Cameron Bure said no homo, and then Bo Jojo said no no to that no homo. She said yes homo. 
But she's got it out. She's got it out for CCR, CCB, not not Clearwater, Creedence Clearwater Revival. She's got it out for CCB. And I don't mean that CCB doesn't deserve it. She deserves the hellfire that rains down on her. But I'm just saying um, JoJo is like, I'm watching you, babe. Like she's been she's watching her. She's ready to pounce. And she did pounce. She pounced. CCB went into the WSJ to talk about (laughs) GAF, previously GAC. And in the article... She, what's really funny about this, kind of, kind of, only sort of, okay, I'll tell is you. that is the Wall funny? Street Journal is like deeply paywalled where it's like, you can't use one of your little tricks to get past the paywall. So like you are not reading the Wall Street Journal unless you are a paying subscriber or you are a media outlet who has access because you are a journalist, because your company pays for it. It took work to get this story is what I'm saying. You're going to read the the retread, the the sum mm-hmm. the summation of this in the, the tabloids sooner than you're going to go to the original because you it would be pay even if we were to go there we'd be like, "Oh god, we have to jump through hoops, find somebody mm-hmm. who has the the subscription to get what the original text was." Speaking of, do you have the original text? You do. I do because we subscribe to Apple News. Fun hack. This isn't spawn. It it comes with the Wall Street Journal subscription. So, I read the whole profile of Candace Cameron Bure in the Wall Street Journal, which is titled Candace Cameron Bure wants to put Christianity back in Christmas movies. And the whole story is about her relationship with Gak Family, aka Great American Family. They changed the name. Don't forget it's not called Gak anymore. It was written by Ellen Gamerman, which is an iconic name. At the bottom of the story, she's talking about her relationship with Hallmark and her relationship with Bill Abbott, who is the chief executive of Great American Media. And so he's basically saying there's not enough fully spiritual, fully faith-based content online, like around. And so we're filling the void of faith-based content. And Candace Cambrai is like, yes, I love that it's faith-based. So she says she left Hallmark because, quote, it's basically a completely different network than when I started because of the change of leadership. And what the implication in here is that it became less explicitly Christian. It became more inclusive and progressive. Yes, exactly. And so she moves to Great American Family. And then this is the part that gets everyone mad. Great American Family pushes Mr. Abbott and Mrs. Beret deeper into culturally conservative territory as other ne- networks are taking steps to trumpet diversity. Next month, Hallmark debuts The Holiday Sitter, the G-rated network's first original holiday film solely focused on an LGBT love story. Lifetime had done this all the way, by the way. Lifetime was ahead. Yes. Asked if she expects her new channel to feature same-sex couples as leads in holiday movies, Mrs. Beret said no. Quote, I think that great American family will keep traditional marriage at the core, she said. Okay, then everyone blows up, right? So we get headlines like this one, Candace Cameron Bure's plans for a new cable channel, colon, no gays. Jojo Siwa sees this and is instantly livid. Like, is like, I've never been angrier in my entire life. She's like, honestly, I can't believe after everything that went down just a few months ago, she would not only create a movie with the intention of excluding LGBTQIA+, but then also talk about it in the press. This is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. Jojo went off. And then everyone was like, wait, what? Because they didn't necessarily see this because it was behind a paywall. And no one really cares about Candace Cameron Bure putting Christianity back in Christmas movies, right? They don't care about it enough to look into it. There's plenty of Christianity left in Christmas movies. Like, I am, <laughs> as somebody who's writing the mega Christmas con- Christmas movie content for this year, th- trust me, there's plenty of Christmas in Christmas movies. Mm-hmm, it remains mm-hmm. co- quite Christian, you know? Yes. It's funny to me and it's so exciting to me that this story i i genuinely think people really wouldn't have paid attention to the fact that candace cameron beret was in the wall street journal saying 
I really only want to make movies about traditional marriage. No, but now that she has an enemy, she has this adversary, which is iconic. So now whatever she says, JoJo's going to – and she can't yell at a child. It's actually a perfect adversary uh, well, for her. Well, she's not a child. Because she can't yell at a child. Uh, she's a lot younger. She's How a old lot is younger. JoJo? Yeah. JoJo's like 19. Uh, kind of a kid. She can't yell kind at a teenager. A you can't yell at a teenager, right? It's like mm-hmm. it, she can't really come for her in a way that I think that she could maybe come for – you know, and then she, of course, Candace Cambrai, writes the longest and most overwrought nothing of a statement that's just mm-hmm. like, you know, um, people who hate me, I love them. If you hate me, I love you. But of course, the, the, the what, what she did, which is like what Wall Street Journal, Journal smartly asked her, she, she, you never actually say you don't like gays. <laughs> you never say that, right? <laughs> like, that's the thing is like, her message is like, I love everyone. It's like, well, clearly you don't love them enough to like make a movie about them, right? Exactly. Like that's not, you know, but the idea is that she normally kind of skips around her beliefs, but they called her out. They said, well, this channel include, you know, gay love stories. And she said, no. <laughs> All types of very toxic, and this is not every religious or Christian person, but a certain type of toxic Christian person who is hateful will always hide behind the line, I love them. I love you. No, I love you. That's the whole thing. Oh, yeah, I love, love you. Sin, hate I just find you despicable. Exactly. She is not the first to do this. She is not going to be the last person to do this. It's just, I am certain no one would be piling on Candace Cameron Bure if that interview had not been seen by JoJo Siwa. It's also just funny because, like, <laughs> there are, what, 150 new holiday movies being made for TV you would this know. year. I would know, right? So there, there's about 150. I would say about four are gay, five maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe even yeah. less than that. This is not a big majority of movie. You know, Hallmark mm-hmm, is doing mm-hmm. their first. Lifetime has maybe one or two. Um, Netflix might have one barely. I don't even think that they do. It's like, I'm telling you, like, this isn't this overwhelming majority or whatever. If anything, it's still like quite the minority, just like the Hanukkah movies. There are, there's maybe two of them, you know, and they're mm-hmm. still also novelties, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like, it, you know, there's a Kwanzaa movie, right? Like there's, there's one, right? So, so mm-hmm. there are like, m- there's movement to make stuff, but it's also just like, I'm sorry. It's mostly still it's mostly still quite quite Christian, you know. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's 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 Christmas. It's Christmas. It is about it's Christ. Christmas. You should be more worried <laughs> about it, it getting too sexy. <laughs> Don't worry to about it gay to you. people. Christmas is about Christ. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like they know what works, and it's movies yeah, exactly. about Christmas. <laughs> I know that I said, and I still believe that JoJo is the reason for the season, as in the season of tar and feathering uh, Candace Cameron Bure. That's what I call the season. But she's not the only <laughs> tis person. The season to, to be hateful. <laughs> she's not the only one Jojo I don't want to say it's only her but I think that Jojo is the reason that everyone got super hyped about this another you can't be mad at Jojo that's the thing it's like you just (laughs) like Jojo is like the ultimate likable figure she's really hard to to dismiss and dislike she's Mm -hmm. speaking her mind she has an incredible community of very positive people and Mm -hmm. they're saying yeah this is hateful you rude Mm -hmm. bitch you know like (laughs) yeah it's it's Candace Cambrai's worst nightmare to be to be come for by Jojo. I'm sorry. Right, because she can handle people like Hillary Burton who tweeted bigot. I love this. Yeah, she right. just tweeted bigot. I don't remember Jesus liking hypocrites like Candy. But sure, make your money, honey. You ride that prejudice wave all the way to the bank. Hillary right. Burton, as we know, is an actor slash spouse of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Candace would be like, "That's so hateful. You're just it's hate. Oh, I love you hate." Yeah. 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan responded to Hillary's tweets, writing, I'm quoting Just Jared, quote, How'd I miss this twit? Who the fuck is this person? Hey, Hill, you're awesome. We lucky to have you. That's, again, I mean, his wife. That's your wife. That's <laughs> <laughs> your wife. He's, like, checking in. And then he goes, quote, Make your money, honey. LOL. Cooked kids dinner and was laughing the whole time. Wife has words and timing. And it's just like, you are so horny for your wife. That's cute. A lot of other people weighed in on an influencer, um, Matt like Bernstein's thing. And yeah. my favorite is... Marin Morris commented, who's like one of our number one allies, make DJ Tanner gay again. Chrishell just commented three clapping hands emojis. Of course, <laughs> so Chrishell has to like, weigh in. But then, as you said, Candace Cameron Bure pops off. And Candace Cameron Bure pops off in a five-slide Instagram carousel. I feel so bad. Actually, I don't. You chose this job. The social media manager who had to make this art is just, it's this just... is so awful. Yeah, it's it's sucks. Whatever. The only thing that the only thing we'll end on, which I think is really funny, is that Jody Sweeten, who's also in uh, two <laughs> yeah, okay, holiday movies, uh, also is like f you to her former sister, her fake sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she commented in on somebody's Instagram. Was it Hillary's or something? It was JoJo's. It was JoJo's and said, JoJo's. You know, said, you know, I love you. Heart, heart. The top comments on JoJo Siwa's Instagram post where she yelled at her are Jody Sweeten saying, you know, I love you. And Maddie Ziegler going, go off, JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> because they're dance mom's friends, obviously. This is a great obviously. feud. I hope it continues. I mean, do you think I'm crazy? Like, I just don't think we would be talking about this if JoJo weren't involved. I think we'd be like, oh, of course, Candace. Because nothing Candace is saying is surprising. Well, we talk about Candace Cameron Bure, but it's still kind of under the radar in terms of like the conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, you know, it doesn't get that bump until there's a little bit of energy from another person who's like, how dare you? Who was feuding with her very publicly like two months ago. Not to be like, not to be dismissive, but like, I'm sorry, does anybody know how to get the great American country channel? I don't think so. I don't think that's even a thing. <laughs> Lifetime, Hallmark, Netflix, BT. I'm trying to think of all the channels that have movies. Those I can find. Those I can, it, it, all the movies are on Peacock now. I can find that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. not, you know what I can't find? Great American country. I'm never going to see these movies. I'm never going to find this channel. The other channel I absolutely cannot figure out how to find, Chicken Soup for the Soul has a few of them. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, where the own. fuck is this channel at? They have their own channel. You know who has their first holiday movie this year? They made their, who? they made one original movie. Who? QVC. They made a holiday movie? I'm telling you, it's, it's the, it's, we're over, it's bloated. The industry is bloated. We need a layoff on the holiday movies next year. Make a little less. Anyways, you'll learn more about this in a future uh, episode where we... Lindsay's Lindsay has banned quiz. me from looking up anything about made-for-TV slash made-for-streaming Christmas movies because she's making some humongous quiz. Yeah. Well, next year, you can do this job. It's I'll done. do that. fine. I just... <laughs> I'm not really allowed hard. to... I'm not allowed to engage with Christmas movie content because not it yet. could potentially spoil titles and synopses. And it's, it's actually great. ruining my life because I'm dying to know, like, what's no, coming. Are you... Yeah, I'm dying to know what's coming. Can't okay, stop well, what's we'll coming. Do the... What's that part in a No Country for Old Men? Can't stop what's coming. He's talking about the holiday movies. The game is almost done, so we could, you know, I don't want to, I want to save it for post Thanksgiving. I don't feel like we should be discussing holiday movies till after Thanksgiving. Call me religious. Call, uh-huh. call, but that's what I believe in. <laughs> <laughs> don't persecute me for my beliefs. Uh, but we can do it. We can do it kind of soon after that because it's almost done. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. (laughs) You are. Kind of. You are. A little bit. You are. 
They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports, and in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me, they're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes. And that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) Is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, Might? uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, I'm going to attempt my best Bobby impression. Breaking news. Lucy Hale and Jacob Elordi were spotted making out in a club in New York. Um, I found this news obviously on Twitter. Um, and it's because someone, quote, tweeted that and said she's going to get on Euphoria and use her curse to get the show canceled. <laughs> crunch, crunch. The source of this it's is one tweet source. from at the pop tings. And it's like, I'm sorry, if you are not pop crave or culture crave, I don't believe you. Or Who Weekly, because remember when we got the Tycho Rita making out in the club tip and we said our sources are reliable. You can trust us. You can trust our people. Somebody tweeted, no, Dumois posted it and they said Lucy Hale and Jacob Alordi were caught making out, not Chase. Dumois had posted an email sent in by fans, though, that said they had seen Lucy Hale and Chase having a lunch a week ago. And they're talking about Chase Stokes from whatever that show is. Uh, But they believe it's a fan who made it up. Okay, yeah, none of this is absolute. None of this is reliable in the slightest. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Mm -hmm. None of this is reliable. No. No. Would I love Lucy Hale and Jacob Elordi to be a, to smooch? Totally. Though that makes perfect sense to me. And Jacob Elordi is low key as bad as Pete Davidson in terms of his, like dating girlies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes, Pete Davidson is dating Emirata apparently. But I don't them, believe so that. Talk about I them. don't know if I believe that either. I think they're they like hugged. They didn't hug. They didn't smooch. Didn't you they see the hugged, hugging? But they didn't. Smooch. Didn't you see the hugging? They didn't smooch. Didn't they do like a side smooch? They are like Isn't hanging out. But I don't. Oh, believe Oh, it's anything. just a hug. Oh, that's a friendly hug. 
That's a friendly hug. I don't believe. I think she has a podcast and I think he's on it. Sorry, call me wrong. But I think he, she has a podcast that's that she it. does twice that's a week. And I think he's on it. And when that's he's on is. that podcast, we'll we'll see. We'll see where the sparks are, if the sparks are flying. She's finally going to get the interview about his like dating history and like Maybe. what his thing is with famous women. And will they fuck? I don't know. They're both <laughs> single. They could. Of course. They could if they want to. But you're right. This photo of them is just hugging. But I just think it's. We, I think we got to wait on this one. Not to be a naysayer, but we're all very uh, we're all very quick to jump on Pete Davidson dating any person who he's ever, who he's come into contact with or seen. And also, I don't know how Lucy Hill could possibly have time to make out with Jacob Elordi when she has like a hundred pilots to film. A thousand pilots you know? to audition for, yeah. <laughs> she no, just she's that. like sending, she's sending in so many tapes this week, yeah. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, can you what the baby to baby gala was i feel like i keep hearing more news about it and daily mail kept doing things about it and huge celebrities were there but i've never heard of baby to baby or this gala and why it was such a big deal it feels like it came out of nowhere crunch crunch yeah we talk about this i think every year every year this gala is big I thought this is a this is a charity when babies give money to babies, right? It's like baby, it's like B to B, it's like business to business, baby to baby. It's the boss babies giving the money to the non-boss yes. babies. That's what it really is. Yeah. When the it boss just makes the acronym more confusing, so they just call it baby to baby. To the non baby, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Okay. No, this is a this is a charity no. that has existed for ten years. It's a big in one. LA. Oh, it's a really big charity. It's about giving you know like diapers and baby supplies to. Families, people with babies who don't have the money. They don't have the resources. So it's like they give a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff away. I think specifically in the Los Angeles area, but it could be bigger than that. The point is like famous rich celebrities with kids specifically love this. Like famous parents love this they charity. Love this it's, it looks yeah, good for them. All their Chris, famous pals are there. Kim Kardashian. It's like exactly. the, the you know peak charity moment you can have as a mommy a famous mommy i guess yes they pick a fame it's typically a mommy but they pick they pick a famous mommy every year to like give the main award to this year it's kim kardashian they've given it to like amy adams i think they've given it to like chrissy teigen like a -hmm. lot of famous Mm -hmm. mommies have gotten this award in the Mm -hmm. past this Mm -hmm. year it's kim kardashian big stars always go Mm -hmm. not big stars always go the main mm-hmm. thing is it's truly glamorous, and that's why it gets attention. That's why it okay. gets written up. People really in a wear their stores. finest. Yes. They wear nice they look gowns. Good when they go yeah. to this thing. Yeah. And they spend a lot of money or they donate a lot of money. So right. that's why okay. the caller called in because when this gala happened, there were about a billion stories on Daily Mail and the like being like, so and so celebrity turns heads in whatever gown. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read you the headlines of each specific celebrity that we're going to talk about. And then, Mm. you know, since you read enough Daily Mail, you know the game that you've played with me before where you, like, it's like stars are just like us, and then you leave the blank of their da-da-da-da, and then I have to fill in the blank. I'm going to leave a blank, but in the Daily Mail style. And the Daily Mail style is, in their captions, they love doing word or phrase, colon, and then finish the caption. Like, amazing. Can I get an example? Yeah, so here's an example. Um, a Lori Harvey one that okay. goes, incredible, colon, under the garment, Lori donned a coordinated pair of skinny trousers and added a white glove, long-sleeved extreme crop top covering her head. Okay. So I'm going to have you guess the pre-colon word or phrase. It's okay. usually one word, okay? Okay. Sometimes it's a phrase. Okay. And I'll give you hints, but let's just see if you can do it. 
I can't. First headline. Level up. Sierra stands out from the crowd as she shuns a gown to rock chic pantsuit and tie at the star-studded baby-to-baby gala in she LA. She shunned a gown. Under one of the first photos, you see this caption. Blank, colon, Sierra was among the A-listers who attended the annual baby-to-baby gala, which was held at the Pacific Design Center in West Hollywood on Saturday evening. What's the blank? Is it like, upgrade? <laughs> Isn't that a song she has? <laughs> no, it's A-list. Okay. Oh. Mm, that sucks. The next one. Okay. Kelly Rowland is a total head turner as she hits the red carpet in a unique gown with silver scale bodice at the 2022 Baby to Baby Gala in LA. Okay. Blank colon. Kelly Rowland had all eyes on her as she arrived to the 2022 Baby to Baby Gala in Los Angeles on Saturday night. Gorgeous or something. <laughs> no, it's eye catching because it's all okay. eyes on her. Okay. Oh, got it. Okay. Okay. Is that kind of helping? Okay. And then no. we have. Olivia Wilde flashes the flesh in very tiny Ugh. black tube top and she billowing did what? skirt as she rides solo for the 2022 Baby to Baby Gala in LA. She flashes while, the flesh? Flashes the flesh while Bo Harry Styles holds concert across town. Okay, oh. then we have blank, colon, Olivia Wilde was a sight to behold as she stepped onto the red carpet at the 2022 Baby to Baby Gala in LA on Saturday night. Okay, so a sight to behold. Just pick maybe a word. The, maybe the word is like visible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Wow. It's just wow. Yeah, this quiz is so stupid, but we're just okay. gonna. I'm just, it's the I just dumbest. To this to is a that. very dumb quiz. Okay. Wow. Okay, it's wow. Jenna Dewan is a busty bombshell in a glitzy white gown with a daring thigh high slit as she cozies up to fiance Steve Kazee at the 2022 Baby to Baby Gala in L.A. Blank. Colon. Jenna Dewan delivered Marilyn Monroe esque glamour as she joined A-listers at the 2022 Baby to Baby Gala in Los Angeles. Okay, so she delivered Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Monroe glamour. So it could it's probably like not like like not blonde though. Anything but blonde. What's an adjective people always use to describe Marilyn Monroe? One word. Busty. Booksome. Buxom. B starts with B. Breasty. Breasts. Breasts on display. Boobs. Big boobs. Booby. Think more vibey. Less anatomical. Vibey. Breathless. Breathy. Breathless. Breakfast. Bombshell. (laughs) Bombshell. Damn it. (laughs) Okay. Damn, I got to go go. on that. Okay. Alexander D'Addario is a beaming beauty as she struts her stuff in a sparkly strapless gown at the star-studded Baby to Baby Gala in LA. Okay. Colon. The Emmy-nominated performer added a bit of extra shine to her outfit with several rings and earrings. This is two words. Sparkling. Two words. Gold or silver. Jewels on. Adorned with jewels. It's accessorizing well. Oh, I was close. (laughs) It's close. I'm getting the game. I'm like good at the game now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to do another Lori Harvey one. Okay. Lori Harvey almost bears all in bizarre sheer backless ensemble at the star-studded Baby to Baby Gala 2022. Okay. Lori here's Harvey this one. never met a baby in her life. She's like at this gala, such a Blank. poser. Okay. What? Blank colon. Yeah. She was joined at the event by this year's honoree, Kim Kardashian, who has four children with her scandal-struck ex-husband, Kanye West. What? The photo is her side-by-side with Kim Kardashian. Twins. Girlies. Besties. Friends. What's another word for besties, girlies, friends? What? Acquaintances. BFFs. Short word. Four letters. Starts with a P. Pals. 
Pals. Pals. There you go. <laughs> Pals. Okay. I was, okay, two okay. more. Okay. I'm good at this game now. Miranda Kerr is a velvet vixen as she slips into striking navy blue corset gown to attend the 2022 Baby to Baby Gala with husband Evan Spiegel in LA. Blank... The Sydney native, 39, sizzled in a strapless blue velvet gown, but the corset-style bodice that clinched at her already trim waistline. Skinny! It's two words, and it was oh. of uh, it was alliterative, and it was used in the headline. Oh, no! No. Wait, in the headline they used it? They used it. Double V. I already forgot the headline. I already forgot the headline. V- velvet Vixen. Oh, The Sydney God. native, 39. Okay, mm. last one. That wasn't good because it wasn't hinted by the rest of the thing. Could have been like, I thought it was going to be something Australian. Like, down under, more like up top, more like on top. (laughs) Okay. Last one. Kim Kardashian is pink perfection in a vibrant, curved, clinging gown, while sister Kylie Jenner stuns in a flowy, sheer black dress as they lead stars at the 2022 Baby to Baby Gala as Kim is given charity's highest honor of the night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (sighs) Blank. Yeah. Yeah. To support Kim as she accepted the night's highest honor, both Kylie and Kris Jenner were in attendance. Family. You got it. Family. <laughs> Colon. Okay, that well, was fun. Once I got the hang of it, I think I got good. There were so many headlines about this gala. It was just like photos, and they gave each photo its own article, essentially. Lily Rose Depp says that people calling her a Nepo baby are just being sexist and misogynistic. Crunch, crunch. You read the quote, and then I'll tell you what I think happened here with this quote. This was from a a profile she did. She was on the cover of Elle, along with Jenny from Blackpink. They are both on the cover of Elle um, this past week, alternating covers. Speaking of internet opinions, has she heard about the whole Nepo baby conversation? She laughs dryly. Quote, I'm familiar. Depp sounds resigned to it, which is maybe all one can be in her situation. Quote, the internet seems to care a lot about that kind of stuff. People are going to have preconceived ideas about you or how you got there, and I can definitely say that nothing is going to get you that part except for being right for the part. The internet cares a lot more about who your family is than the people who are casting you in things. Maybe you get your foot in the door, but you still just have your foot in the door. There's a lot of work that comes after that. It's weird to me to reduce somebody to the idea that they're only there because it's a generational thing. It just doesn't make any sense. If somebody's mom or dad is a doctor and then the kid becomes a doctor, you're not going to be like, well, you're only a doctor because your parent is a doctor. It's like, no, I went to medical school and trained. (laughs) Then she goes, I just heard a lot more about women and I don't think that is a coincidence. What I think happened here is her quote is like complete nonsense. I think somebody smart explained this to her in a way that makes sense where it's like, yes, like being a doctor because your father is a doctor isn't necessarily nepotism. Like you just grew up with a doctor as a father and it made sense to you and you always really like that lifestyle is like something that was very familiar to you. And so you went to med school and became a doctor. That's Mm -hmm. different than, oh, I got into med school because my dad went to this med school. Like that's nepotism. That's the nepotism version of maybe what she's trying to explain. Mm -hmm. I think somebody tried to explain that to her and say this is a good way to to get around this. And she just said the most ridiculous word salad (laughs) of what that explanation was originally does that you know what i mean no i mean and zoe kravitz ordered the same salad on the menu when she spoke to gq to gab paella and she was talking about nepotism and she goes it's completely normal for people to be in the family business it's literally where last names come from you were a blacksmith if your family was like the black family or smith you're comparing being an actor because your mom was an actor to being Being a blacksmith. blacksmith 
All of these girlies need like some need to go to like a class where like somebody gives them like good explanations. They're giving I only learn from Instagram carousels. I mean, <laughs> you know, totally. like the only place I, I engage with information is Instagram carousels, you know? Truly. I mean, I also am like uh, the the only good answer that has been given in the past few weeks is Willow Smith Willow. saying, I don't focus on how other people feel about me. If you love me, amazing. If you hate me, fantastic. That's none of my business. I was put on this planet to be someone who uplifts the lives of people with my art and my words, and that's it. That's pretty much how I feel. Anyone can feel how they feel, and I don't mind. That so that's, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to say the word nepotism, because you know no. what? It's played out. And I'm just going to say, I don't care how you feel about me. I'm existing. And if you like me, you can like me. If you don't, you don't have to. Willow Smith, I think, knows that she is here because of nepotism, but she's like, who fucking cares? I don't want to talk about that. And so she didn't talk about it. Like, right. I think that's how you deal with stuff you don't want to talk about when you are a celebrity. Willow Smith is like doing it expertly. She completely deflected. Yeah. She says, if you if you th- if you don't like me because you think I'm nepotism, then you don't have to like me. I'm OK with that. And if anything, exactly. I'll be OK if you don't like me because I'm nepotism. Because I'm nepotism. <laughs> I'll be just because fine, I'm babes. fucking nepotism, <laughs> right? Yes, truly, truly. Zoe Kravitz yeah. being like, I mean, look at blacksmiths is so funny. I can't, so I can't funny. even think about it for long without like laughing. Right? Is teaching your kid a skill nepotism? I don't think so. Hi, BLC. This is your Chicago correspondence. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, my boyfriend and I recently got YouTube TV, and which means we have to watch commercials, which we haven't had to watch in a while. And we just saw a commercial for a show called The Colpo Sisters. It seems really dramatic. I think one of them might be getting a divorce. I don't know. Who the hell are the Colpo Sisters, and why do they have a reality tv show who are like that name kind of sounds familiar but i can't figure out why it sounds familiar um so yeah please please help us we probably could google it but we've had like three glasses of wine so that's not gonna happen tonight okay bye love you Hi, Dale I just called about the Colpo sisters, and then my boyfriend did one single Google, and we discovered it was Olivia Colpo. Um, this is honestly really embarrassing. He is now saying who is Olivia Colpo, which obviously you talk about Olivia Colpo all the time. So I guess who are Olivia Colpo's sisters, and why are they important? Um, oh my God, this is I as a hooligan, I'm. I'm feeling very embarrassed that I could not play Culpo with Olivia Culpo. Um, okay. Um, bye. Love you. That's a great call because, you know, as somebody who's watched the first two episodes of this show, which uh, is uh, absolutely terrible. brain melting, like out your ears, like <laughs> out into this, your ears. just truly like the gurgle gurgle of like my <laughs> fluids in my brain when I was watching this, just saying like, begging me to turn it off you know and i watch a lot of bad shows like this was one of the worst the show kind of is self-aware that the girlies the sisters the culpo sisters don't actually do anything or have real jobs to the point where they repeat it constantly an insane amount of times constantly repeating how funny uh, funny haha funny (laughs) It is. Look at our jobs. 
don't we really take have videos jobs. of ourselves grabbing Motrin IV bottles off the nightstand and we get paid for it? Isn't this nuts? <laughs> One of them literally was a lawyer and then had kids and decided, you know, it's actually more fun for me and creative to be a mommy blogger slash influencer mm-hmm. and just totally quit being a lawyer. Um, the other one lives in the house with Olivia Culpo, who herself has the only claim to fame, which is that she won Miss Universe 35,000 years ago and dated, <laughs> and dated Nick, Jonas Nick Jonas for a few months. Right. And now she dates football players. And she was like, after my first football player boyfriend cheated on me one million times, I was like, I'm never dating football players again. But then I met Christian, and he's different. And it's and like, he's still oh. a <laughs> And we date long distance, which seems like not at all red flags. The, apparently, the origin of this show is that they were doing, quote unquote, funny content on Instagram. Like, the three of them had kind of this banter mm-hmm. that people were interested in. And then people kept saying, like, you should get a show. You should have a show. You should do a show. And it's like, finally, <laughs> TLC said, do you want a show? We we have like lots the of shows. Six Sex Lady being like, you should have a show. <laughs> you should have a show. <laughs> Don't let normal people tell you you should have a show. They won't watch no. the show. I'm telling you. Especially if it's on TLC. They won't even know how to find the show at this point. (laughs) Me, like, oh, you guys should have a show. Me, oh, we have a show now. It's on the Roku channel. Everyone, we don't watch that. We're not watching your fucking show. (laughs) Why aren't you watching my new show, Lindsay with an E, on the Roku channel? I don't understand. It's it's an intimate 10-episode peek into my life. (laughs) You guys told me to get a show because you like my Instagrams, and now you won't watch my show because it only airs, like, once a year on Tuesday nights at 3 a.m. and is not on VOD? Oh, my God. Anyway, watch Lindsay with an E on Roku channel. It's so good. It's so listen, good. Listen, I would never do that to anyone, including <laughs> myself. So this this show, one of the worst shows I've ever seen in terms of like a new reality show about the mm-hmm. idea of influencers. And I've seen yeah. a lot of shows about influencers. I watched the Hype House show briefly. I watched the... Um, not Tyler Cameron Dallas show briefly chasing Cameron chasing. We watched Dallas. that one on uh, Freeform that Fran right. loved. Um, the oh the come up, the come up which isn't really influencers but it sort of is. Kind that of. That was a good show though. That was different. That was a good that. show. And I just the, a lot of those shows there is not this kind of self awareness of being like not doing anything for a job. They mm-hmm. don't really acknowledge that. They're actually quite like proud of themselves. You know, they're kind of like this is our lives and we just live them. We're not going to be self aware yeah. about it. This show is so misguided in terms of that. I mean, there is literally, and one of the sisters in the first and second episode decides she's going to break up with her husband and get a divorce because he cheated on her, and it's still boring. How do they manage that? That's difficult. There's too much drama in the first episode of the show before they're comfortable with the format. So you have this woman who, like, instead of divorcing her husband three years down the line after she's very comfortable on camera, she's talking about divorce when she's quite uncomfortable on camera because she's not used to this format. And it's like, oh no, sweetie, don't do this. Don't do this in front of the cameras. Take the mic pack off. Like, go home. You shouldn't be doing this. So it just feels weird. And then everything with Olivia Culpo is like, wait, why do I care about you? And she never gives you a reason to care about her. Not once. Not once. And then there's a sister there who literally does nothing. And her subplot is like, why do you live with me? You don't clean up your dishes. Put your dishes in the dishwasher. And she's like, I'll do it later. And that that is the extent of the drama. I will say the only thing I did like about the show where I was like, this is funny, is the reminder of how disgusting LA houses are. I know you texted me about that. But like a big, bright LA house that looks like an LA house covered in wee-wee pads is like maybe one of the most debasing and humiliating things on the planet and I find it so hilarious <laughs> so hilarious yeah that one of the dramas is they both have small dogs that shit all over their house yeah I mean I'm not watching this show anymore so no never be again it. 
even though you don't get Roku Channel or TLC or whatever it is, this show is still, I guess, sort of maybe a success because everyone's writing about it. So it's like, it doesn't matter if you're not watching it as long as people are writing about it and it's there are headlines about it everywhere. So you're sort of like being gaslit, hate to use the word, into thinking that this show is bigger than it is, that the couple sisters are bigger than they are when it's like, no, watch the show and you will be convinced that they are not. They do not matter, actually. <laughs> the headlines do all of the work. Right, like they're getting what they want from this, which is like, coverage of the plots on the tv show which is hilarious not actually who cares who's watching it in a way for them i mean i mean i'm sure tlc cares who's watching it but i don't know if they care yeah yeah it's kardashian all over again but you know they're kind of the the runoff you look back on that first season of kardashians and that is that is perfect television you know that and the osborne that is good shit this is not good shit. producers of this show are not putting in the elbow work elbow work Hey, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. Um, Okay, so I'm here with my girlfriend. We are talking about a fairy godmother Cinderella rom-com, ideal casting. I said uh, Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor, but the problem is, are they whose or are they them? So we need your help to figure that one out. Um, Okay. Mormo, mormo. Crunch, crunch. Thank you. Bye. Crunch, crunch again. Sarah Paulson would be Cinderella and Holland Taylor would be the fairy godmother. How old do you think Sarah Paulson is? How how big of an age gap do you think these two have? Sarah Paulson is almost 50. Cinderella yeah. needs to be in her 20s or she... perhaps her teens, <laughs> right? No, I mean, I agree with you. I don't really understand how this came up. This is an awful casting suggestion. <laughs> also, then Cinderella and fairy godmother would have like tens- like sexual tension. They'd be like in love. What kind of movie right. is this? No, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, this is the best idea. Sorry, this is the best idea I've ever heard. Why? You're on their side now. Are you? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely on their side why, now. Because why? What changed? Sarah Paulson, as a 47-year-old Cinderella, who why? is so sick of her sisters, just wants to marry Prince Charming, then gets the fairy godmother who's like, girly, I will give you your fantasy. You can meet Prince Charming. And then she meets Prince Charming and she's like, I hate this. I think I like my fairy godmother. <laughs> That's Is that sick. what these two were thinking of? <laughs> I got like queer vibes from this caller. So. Okay. So, but that's not even the question. This is a crazy pitch, but that wasn't even the question. The question was, who are them? Are they them? Are they We've them done this too. I think Colin Taylor, definitely a who. Um, Sarah Paulson, like approaches them dumb but like still kind of feels hooey uh, she might she's be a sort of like that girl i I'm, I'm willing to give her a them at this point yeah, she's she been going off for girl. so long i'm just gonna, gonna give off. her i'm just gonna give her them status she's, she's been going just, off for so long she's been going off for so fucking just the idea long. that you'd never heard of this woman even though she'd been in so much until literally like three years ago and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like all right sarah paulson again playing uh, yeah, a woman yeah. a real woman she loves to play a real woman a brassy real woman yeah <laughs> Yeah, Sarah Paulson. Let's just okay. let's just make her a them. Okay. Okay. Good job, Sarah Paulson. You're a them now. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I was just wondering, who is the themiest Billy? Crunch, crunch. I have an answer off the top of my head. How is it not Billy Joel? It's Billy Joel. Billy Joel. See, no? the first one that came to my mind was Billy Zane, but that's wrong. That that's would never wrong. be the Demiest Billy. <laughs> Billy Joel. Mm, mm. It's either Billy Joel or like Billy the Kid. 
okay, sure. Billy Joel or Billy the Kid with like Billy Baldwin at the bottom <laughs> and Billy, Billy Corgan only for Gen Xers. <laughs> no, Billy Corgan is Corgan is not in the conversation. I think it's um, Billy. Oh, Xers, but you is. know, Billy. Oh God, yeah. I think it's it's gotta be Billy Joel. Yeah, no, I know, I'm right. It's only Billy Joel. Okay. Okay, we did. Remember when we saw Billy Joel? Yeah. Eating oh my God. Italian and we, food and we were like, in front of an Italian restaurant. Yeah, he was he literally was sitting on Second Avenue alone eating Italian food. God, what a legend for that. Wasn't that amazing? And yeah. we we I walked said, by and we Joel. were like, wait, what? What? Uh? And then we noticed other people noticing it, and they were like, what? What? Because it was like 5 p.m. Like it was the the sun. Was also, out. you rarely both of people like when you're with people, it's like you rarely both recognize the person. It's like, oh, did you just see that was Billy Joel? And both of us had seen that was Billy Joel. <laughs> Which is rare. And then we looked back and there he was. And he was just sort of enjoying a glass of wine and yeah. some pasta. Yeah. And he was looking. He, I remember he was smiling. That's what was so cute about it. He was like smiling. He was enjoying himself. Oh, and his scarf on. It was, a, it, was like a, it was like a fall afternoon or something. A fall. A fall early. It was fall. It was early fall. It was before, it was the, ti- it was before the time changed, I believe. Because I remember it being bright. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's him. That's Billy Joel. Yeah. That's Billy Joel eating Italian food. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant for researching and editorializing. Support us on Patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a newsletter, a Discord server, and more. You can also get the audio in the Apple Podcasts app where you should also rate and review us, by the way, please. And we will see you on Tuesday with another new episode. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. Busty, buxom, buxom, breasty, breasts, breasts on display, boobs, big boobs, booby. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Of course, Bobby is obsessed with Six Eggs Lady. She is, I think, the one them of the Beauty and the Beast chorus, and I'll tell you why. I was in Beauty and the Beast in high school. And everybody in the ensemble is obviously in that first number. And, like, I can't tell you how coveted it was to be Six Eggs Lady. That was, like, that was the solo everybody wanted. It wasn't me, but it was my friend. And so I was adjacent to her, and that was exciting. It is, though, it's the one. She is the moment. Her French. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, mostly Bobby, long time, long time. I had to stop the most recent call-in show just up at the top because that is so funny that you're obsessed with the Six Eggs Lady because me and my friends in college were in like inexplicably obsessed with this woman. I don't know why, specifically the cartoon version, because we like for some reason put on Beauty and the Beast one day and we're watching this woman and like the cartoon has her like juggling her babies like at any time you pause it like a baby is falling out of her arm and she just looks haggard and stressed and we're like where did she come from what is her deal like we were obsessed with this woman we had the screenshot of the cartoon movie like as our profile pictures as a gag like we at least for like six to eight months were completely obsessed with it and would just recite the line in exasperation to each other, just like out of the blue. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a gay thing. We're all gay and we were all obsessed with Six Eggs Lady. I don't know. But like, I 
can't, this is such a funny niche thing that I never met another person who even knew what I was talking about or cared about Six Eggs Lady as much as Bobby and me and all my friends do. And Lindsay, I guess, is now a convert because she's forced to care about this. So I just, I can't, this is just so, this is just so crazy. Maybe we all have the same, like, you know, brain disease, I guess. Maybe that's the real reason. Um, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, I need six eggs. Bye. Bobby fingers width of coastline left. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Weekly. Uh, long time, long time. Um, I just wanted to say that I started listening, uh, spring semester of 2016, which was my freshman year of college. Um, you guys had just started. I remember the first Tuesday episode. I think two of my calls were played. Um, but don't quote me on that. And, uh, I just found out that I passed the bar exam. So, um, thanks for being there, my entire higher educational journey. Love you guys. Crunch, crunch. Bye.